welcome to another week of the Fiber Coven podcast. We are so happy to be here with you. I'm Lauren from Valkyrie Fibers. And I'm Emily from Kitty with a Cupcake. And we're going to be talking with you about some yarny stuff and some witchy stuff. We kick it off with some news. Usually it's Emily's news and it is today. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I have some shows. Uh, One is happening this Saturday. So if you're listening to this, it already happened. Don't worry about it too much. But if you missed it and you're sad, I have another one to tell you about. I'm going to be vending at The Crafts at Gold Bar, which is a witch night market that just started at Gold Bar. And it runs from 7 p.m. to 11 p.m. And it's free to come in. Uh, You can come shop. There's going to be live tarot readers there. There's going to be horror themed baked goods there. Yeah, it's it's fun stuff. I'm excited about it. Uh, And there's also tasty drinks at Gold Bar. So come drink, buy pins, get your cards. This is in Louisville, Kentucky. This is in Louisville. Yes. So it it, (laughs) if you're not in Louisville, you would have to trek out. (laughs) But it's going to be happening every last Tuesday of the month. So if it's fun and good, I'll probably do it several months. So. Maybe come visit Louisville and see me. Louisville's pretty rad. Mm -hmm. I think so. Yes. Great. Well, on to our yarny stuff. You said you finished something. I did. I finished my vanilla socks. Oh my goodness. Here they are. They look great. Super matchy. Very stripey. Much stripe. Such wow. Yes. These are my nitpicks game over socks. And I d- they're just a random ball of stroll that I did for the contrast mm-hmm. heels that kind of matches. And these are a man size uh, of sock. I think they're mm-hmm. like a 12. I don't remember what, what I knit oh. them to, but they're, they're a man size sock. And mm-hmm. uh, I used pretty much all of the Felici for uh, the body of the sock. So that's fun. Good to use up some stash. And yeah, Mm -hmm. they're just fun colors. They're different blues and a pink and a bright yellow and a red. And these are a present for a friend. Excellent. Mm -hmm. Oh, I kind of have a half object. I also have a striped sock. Ooh. Oh, it's your little 13 stripe. Yeah, I finished this. I was visiting family and I needed vanilla knitting. So I finished, it doesn't have a heel yet. I finished one of the... uh, my little sock tubes for my sample socks for the Our Flag Means Death inspired colorway that I did. I think it's super fun. And it is. I, um, I started the second one, but I only have a little toe. Cute. In my contrast black. Mm-hmm. So that's Vanilla Socksville. Have you cast on another pair of vanilla socks? Why, yes, I have. Here it one is. must always have vanilla and socks. I was an election officer on Tuesday, so I already have like almost the <gasps> whole leg of the sock done. <laughs> what yarn is that? This is some deep stash Regia. Hmm. Yes. Nice. Um, so there it is. And it has a gray background and some different like pastel mm-hmm. stripes. And these are going to be for the fiance of this previous socks that I finished. So they're going to have little, little couple socks. <laughs> oh, that's so sweet. Yeah. Yeah. And I then think- said recipient of these socks is also a crocheter. So they will appreciate your yarny craft. It's true. Yes. And that's why the uh, fiance will also appreciate the yarny craft because he visualizes right. the time that goes into the yarny crafts. So yes, I think that the colors are really nice for each of them, like based off yeah. what they wear and stuff. So I think they will like them. Um, Having met these people once, I agree. Thank you. And I did. <laughs> I, I, I think I talked about this in a previous episode, but 
the the dude for the finished socks, he helped Chad pick out a shirt at a gig because he deemed Chad's shirt to be too boring, uh, which was probably fair. <laughs> and uh, the shirt that he bought were like the exact colors of this sock. They match perfectly. So it's like, I know that he likes those colors. <laughs> There's yes. nothing better than knowing your friends well. Yes. Crushing it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Those were my vanilla socks. Oh my gosh. Speaking of crushing it, I crushed mm-hmm. two more row, two more columns. Wow. Blanket. I've been kind of going at a pace of two columns per week. That's a lot. Think, yeah. I'm up to 15 completed columns on my Northeastern. It's big. Blanket. Yeah. I'd say that this could definitely cover a dorm bed, like perfect for your twin extra long, but it mm-hmm. must be bigger. Nice. Cute. I like it a lot. I know, I'm having so much fun. It is so cozy. I have been living out on my deck and knitting away on this. Nice. My my sweetie and I are a little long distancey at the moment. So like I just talk to talk to my sweetie for extended periods of time on the phone while I'm out there knitting. Cute. Yeah. What else have you been working on? Well, I've worked on my macaron, the cotton candy, but again, it looks so similar. I'm not gonna show it to you. But Mm -hmm. I have worked quite a bit on my Colorwork socks. This is my second sock of uh-huh. the Luthien socks, which Lauren and I are both working on, which is my hey, we're at like the same spot. The I'm, on the he- I'm on the heels flap. <laughs> second sock, heel flap. That's exactly where we are. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, I, I think that I am actually going to finish these in time for our like, what is this, the fourth deadline that we've set for ourselves for releasing this pattern <laughs> of June? I think that will actually happen now. Yes. Uh, and I would say if you're curious about when this is going to come out, we'll probably have it come out like when Lauren is here so that we can like hype beast it together. So, and Lauren is coming here June 12th if you would like a reference for that information. Uh, yarn will probably be coming early June. Maybe we'll have it come out early June so it's timed with the yarn and then we'll just hype when we're together <laughs> after it's yeah. already out because it's it'll be ready to come out early June. Yes. And this is the fun. Uh, you've heard us talk about it for months and months, but we're going to talk about it again. Uh, it's the color work sock that is for uh, self-striping yarn. Uh, so there is a background color that you can use as contrast mm-hmm. and then use your stripes. Uh, and it it really is pretty. And I think it's like such a fun way to use self-striping yarn. It's really fun. I'm loving it. I listened to my uh, Lord of the Rings on audiobook narrated by Andy Serkis while I knit on these socks and have a grand old time. Yeah. I'm yeah. excited to be doing the gusset again because honestly, like this gusset is one of my favorite things I've ever designed. <laughs> it's really nice. Same. <laughs> I, I'm excited to get to the gusset again soon too. It might even be my plans for this evening. Nice. Yeah, I'm definitely going to, I'm going to finish the heel flap this evening and then probably get into the gusset too, I think. These are my mm-hmm. plans. Yeah. Yay. Get back in the bag socks. That's about it for all I've been working on. Have you been working on anything No, that's what I got. Cool. Well, I acquired some really cute stuff. Nice. Ubebe Beads had a uh, Lord of the Ringy update, so I had to get some for giveaway prizes. It was shipped quickly, and I got some things for me, too. Came with a cute little thank you card, handmade. Um, and their signature purple color, cute little box, purple, purple. I highly recommend them. Do you want to see the things I got for giveaway prizes first or the thing I got for me? 
giveaway than you. Okay. They made little, they made all the Lord of the Rings characters and I stocked their update. And then, so I got Gimli and Legolas ah, for the they're update. They're so cute. They're like little bead weavings that yeah. are like little, like uh, 64-bit video game stripes, mm-hmm. like uh, sprites of them, which are really cute. Yeah. Humans be loving their pixel art. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think Legolas and Gimli, like all of the pieces were cute, but these were my absolute favorites. I also had to get the little Smaug for Smaug. a little, He's a so little red dragon, a little mm. beaded dragon. And Irene was so sweet. She said that she didn't want Legolas and Gimli to go hungry, so she included a little lamb boss. Oh, that's <laughs> cute. <laughs> Yes. And then I got I got a little stars. Oh, they're centered now. I got a little stars stitch marker kit for just general giveaway purposes. Just rings, stars, very cute. Mm-hmm. And then because I have been stalking uh Ubebe's bead like updates, I got a tiny knife. <gasps> tiny knife is cute. Tiny knife. I'm mm-hmm. tempted to put it on my um my our flag means death sock with my little orange mm-hmm. uh, stitch marker so they can be just like gym socks knives oranges gym mm-hmm. you have a cat yeah. cat stitch marker it could be the cat with knives in its feet too mm-hmm. <laughs> but like it's the tiniest pocket knife i've ever seen in my life and it's on a stitch marker i can't get over how fun that is i like knives it's really fun <sighs> i nearly got carjacked on this i had to get check out so fast I was like freaking out too, because I had been at the post office before and they were having trouble with their machines and they had to try and run my card a couple of times and my credit card company is extra cautious and shut down my card. I'm like, no, I need to buy this tiny knife right now. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. Like I kid you not. If you're just listening to this, this knife is less than an inch long. It's It's so small. It's really small. (laughs) I I really, I love tiny things and I love that the little Mm -hmm. knife pops out and stuff. It's so cute. Yeah. And it's got a little mood mood heat changing bead on it too. That's just fun. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So these are my treasures I got from Ubebe Beads. Nice. Uh, What did you get? Um, Well, I realized when we were talking earlier that I have some art that I've gotten recently, but I haven't opened it yet. So I'm going to show you guys the art that I got later uh, once I have it framed mm-hmm. and stuff. But I got cute art from Michelle Coffee and GDB. Uh, they both make really cute, awesome art. You should look them up. But what I do have to show you is I got the Star Wars makeup from ColourPop <laughs> because I am going to the Star Wars Hotel uh, in September and I thought it would be fun to have theme makeup. So I am wearing the lipstick I'm wearing is from this uh, and it's this uh, lipstick called Supreme Ruler. And I, the lipstick tube is so fun. It's glittery. It's got holographic Star Wars logo. The actual mm-hmm. lipstick has like little stars molded into it it's really cool yeah it's a really dark red and it shows up more like really deep berry red on my lips so I think I could build it to be even darker if I wanted Mm -hmm. uh, which is fun and then I also got the uh graphics art liner Mm -hmm. in kyber crystal uh and this is a super sparkly blue liquid liner and it has the same kind of really cute holographic Star Wars tube. I might do some like fun like space like 
line art eyes with this when I'm mm-hmm. being a full space nerd cosplayer. Mm-hmm. Um, you can kind of see how glittery and blue it is there. That's exciting. Yeah. You could always do like the, you know, inside of your eyes to make them pop sort of a thing, but make it really pop, pop like your face. Yeah, lots of people were doing like almost like Ahsoka like markings like above their eyelid mm-hmm. eyelids for uh testing it for color pop, which I was like, ooh, that could be fun to have some like alien eye markings. So I think everybody who listens to our podcast knows we're giant Star Wars nerds at this point. And obviously we're into knitting. And I got really distracted in the past 24 hours because I I was sitting here going. If I had a Twi'lek friend, how would I knit a hat for them? And I was just like thinking about it. would be like pants. It. Yeah, they'd be like pants. They'd mm-hmm. be like baby pants. It took yeah. me a while. Mm-hmm. And I was just sitting here in my head thinking about how I would construct that for a considerable portion of my day today. Yes. Well, you could get some cosplay Twi'lek tails and uh, make yourself a little knit hat. I don't I don't (laughs) want any of that. (laughs) The other thing I got is the eyeshadow palette, which has really nice, nice vintage uh, OG poster art on it. Wait, show me that thing again. What is Han? Is Han holding a lightsaber? Oh, no, it's just a blaster. It's a blaster. But yeah, it, it does look They've similar to the really lightsaber. <laughs> they just made the blaster bolts look excessively long. Got yes. it. So this is really pretty. Oh, look at that. Yeah, it's really spacey. I really like these mm-hmm. two kind of like multicolored ones. Mm-hmm. They have fun names like Space Pirate, Outer Rim, New Hope. I hate sand. I hate sand. No, there's not one called I hate sand. Um, I think they're very like original trilogy themed. Right. Um, Galactic Empire, New Hope, Jedi Knight, uh, Rebellion, Mm -hmm. Republic, Starfighter, Hyperdrive. The Hyperdrive one is really pretty. It's like a green iridescent situation. Yeah. Some space makeup for my space voyage. (laughs) that's so much fun and then i did buy one other thing which i was gonna wear it but it's like hot out so i'm not wearing it i bought i've never bought a cake worthy flannel which they're like a a fan like clothing company and they do lots of disney flannels and i've never bought one Mm. before um because they have like painted letters on the back that have like phrases on them and i've just never been that into that i don't really want painted letters on my back but they did a Care Bears release, and I needed to have it. So, Ooh, it, so it's pink rainbow flannel. It's mm-hmm. really cute. It's really cute. Yeah. So it's like a uh, flannel, like tartan situation where the background is mm-hmm. pink and there are some overlapping super rainbow um, That's stripes. That's really cute. The pocket on the left is a heart and it has a little cheer bear embroidery popping out of it and it's so soft i didn't know that their flannels were so soft and now i understand like why they're really popular because it's like one of the softest flannels that have ever felt and it's unfortunately like 85 degrees out and will be until october so i will live in this once it is a more reasonable temperature Um, well it'll be good air conditioning protection too 
Yeah, I'm wearing a flannel right now for those exact reasons. I could reasons. probably wear it in here, like if I sat in here for a couple more hours, but I came in and carried stuff from the outside. So I'm still kind of like mm-hmm. cooling down from that. But yeah, that's why I brought it. But yeah, it's really cute. I'm excited about it. They also sent me, I don't have it right next to me, but they sent me a free Care Bears tote bag with it too. So it's added uh-huh. to my tote bag pile for package carrying. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> Sweet. Are we ready to get a Colty and talk Colty. about a Colt Corner? Mm-hmm. You came to the table with a great one this week. Somebody I didn't know until my Google rabbit hole a couple hours ago. Yeah. This week, we're going to talk about Mother Shipton. Yes. Mm-hmm. Tell me a tale. I will. So I'm just a basic intro on who Mother Shipton is. If you aren't familiar, she's kind of like one of the archetypal witch figures and she hails from England and she's actually, it's kind of like a folklore figure, but she was a real person that existed. And a lot of the information that we have about her life was written quite a while after she died. So, you know, there's that like folklore element to like what is real, what like got changed and passed down over time and got different, but it's a really interesting story. So let's talk about Mother Shipton. Yeah. So her original birth name was Ursula Southfield, and uh, she lived from 1488 to 1561. And she was a professor. A pro- what's the female version of a prophetess? She's a prophetess. Yeah. The first known recorded edition of her prophecies was printed in 1641 which was 80 years after she died so this is where there's like some like what's like a legend and what did she actually say who knows you know there's another person from history like that it doesn't stop any every anybody from liking him and doing lots of wild stuff so there's no it's reason we should enjoy <laughs> uh, <laughs> the stories about mother Shipton and the folklore about her Yes. That first one only had like two prophetic verses and lots of like little like regional uh, predictions, just like about when it was going to like rain or, you know, that kind of mundane stuff. And then there was another really uh, influential version of her prophecies that was published in 1684. And this one is the one where we get a lot of information about her life too. So her birthplace was, I'm not going to say this right. Uh, don't at me. Uh, Norrisborough, Yorkshire. She was born in a cave, supposedly. Uh, My dark that, and stormy nights. Yes. And that cave is now known as Mother Shipton's Cave. Uh, and we'll talk more about the cave later because it's really cool. It's a uh, really cool cave. <laughs> yes. But so in this printed uh, version of her prophecies, it said that she was known to be pretty ugly. She had a really big long nose and she was born with bulging eyes and a hunchback, which might sound familiar to you. It's kind of like the like fairy tale, like folklore archetype image of the witch that we have. So that image is definitely influenced by Mother Shipton and her legacy. Like one of the reasons why we think witches are like old hunch crones is because of this person. So she married Toby Shipton, who was a local carpenter. That's where she gets the last name Shipton from her original maiden name of Southfield. She lived in Yorkshire in Narsborough and made predictions throughout her life. She 
was said to be born during a violent thunderstorm. Uh, so there's some like magical origin stuff going on there. And it also say, says that she was cackled instead of crying when she was born. So like really just like getting into full witch mode from birth. <laughs> and she has like a pretty sad uh, early life story. Her mother, Agatha, which is also like super folklore, witch name was a poor 15 year old orphan. So she had no means to support herself. And there's no information on who Ursula's father was. Uh, Agatha was actually like put up to like a public tribunal to try and figure out who the father was and she wouldn't say. So there's probably some sad business going on there. Yes. So she was born in this cave and they lived in this cave and they were kind of like desolate, not really thriving. Uh, and there were lots of rumors that like Agatha like was a witch and she summoned the devil to conceive her baby or that like she was under the influences of the devil and then had an affair you know general because it's certainly the 15 year old like unhoused orphan who's yeah. at fault yeah. for becoming Gen- pregnant yeah general late 1400s uh fun rumor mill stuff going on <laughs> yeah so because of this like scandal of like this 15 year old having this bastard child basically they were separated and an abby took in agatha and then ursula went to live with like a foster family and they never saw each other again which is sad we, we don't know much more about Agatha after that, but Ursula went on and like she kind of didn't like super love her foster family situation, which is understandable. And she would like take to going into the woods and like she like cataloged plants and like animal life in the woods. And she learned a lot about herbal medicine and stuff while she was doing that. And this is kind of like how she came to be known as like a medicine giver, a healer and like a witch because she was doing all this like early medicine kind of stuff. The townspeople were still pretty cruel to her because she had this like deformed body situation. And a lot of people in different legends of her that were written down suggested that like the, the deformity was like a like a curse from this devil birth situation Mm -hmm. more fun late 14th century rumors but then because she was this medicine woman and like becoming so knowledgeable and healing people with different herbal remedies people like started to travel to her to get healed by her and this is when she started making prophecies and her prophecies got like pretty notorious we do actually have a letter that King Henry VIII wrote to the Duke of Norfolk where he mentions a witch of York. And it is believed that this letter is the earliest written down reference to Mother Shipton, who Mm -hmm. was writing prophecies about Henry VIII at the time. Yeah. I also saw it was kind of sad. She, when she got married to the local carpenter, Oh yeah, I didn't uh, talk about that. (laughs) Yeah. He, he died after only a couple years and everybody uh, started being immediately dramatically more horrible to her after that saying that like he had only married her because she had put a love spell or love potioned him you know did some sort of magic and then of course she probably killed him because she's a witch and so she kind of went back out into the woods where people would bother her less and that's where people would come and seek her for remedies and healing and I guess eventually prophecy her two most famous prophecies she's got one 
that is about a, a bridge. It's uh, water shall come over Ost Bridge and a windmill shall be set upon a tower and an elm tree shall lie at every man's door. This like didn't come until much later. People of York decided that it was like about once they got piped water in their town because of technology that the pipe system brought water across uh, the bridge that she mentioned into a windmill that drew the water up into the pipes. For me, Elm. Yes. Yes. So yeah, some, some fun prophecies. She also had one that was about the, the, what's the, the name of the London fire? Why can't I remember it? Great. Is it the Great Fire? It's just the Great London Fire, right? I couldn't remember if it was the Great Fire or the Great London Fire. And I'm not English. I wrote wrote down the uh, uh, verse for that and lost it. So I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. I can't find it. She's got lots of good ones. She's got Mm -hmm. ones like you see in a lot of modern interpretations of old prophecies that they're about modern technology, like horse care, you know, carriages without horses and things like that. Yeah. Yeah. Those are cool. And like uh, boats that will swim in the ocean, like fish. So like mm-hmm. maybe kind of predicting uh, submarines. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There are interesting ones about all the tutors that were expressed with these historical figures were described with their heraldic animals. Mm-hmm. So it makes the prophecies seem real like creepy. Yeah, yeah. It's also probably a way for her to talk about royal people where she could be like, no, I was just talking about bulls, Mr. Policeman. Right. Like, <laughs> mm-hmm. don't, Some don't plausible come deniability. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But yeah, so that's cool. Definitely look up some more of her prophecies if you're interested in that sort of thing. I think it's neat. I just, it's Emily, sur- uh, theory surmising that like maybe she was munching on some interesting mushrooms while she was hanging out in the woods and that like caused her to write down some some thoughts from her mushroom trips. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting. Nope, in, you know, the basic looking up of mother shipton she's not attributed like no like like malicious acts have ever been attributed to her like the it's only like time natural disasters if they're bad mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it's just and like bad things that happen to people it's all lighthearted stuff that came like after they called her ugly to her face mm-hmm. like stuff that's totally justified and i just think it's really interesting that she was just a in the archetype of, I'm assuming it's an archetype that we've had since people have been people is the, the wise healing woman who knows all the plants and lives in the woods and can help you with your problems. Mm-hmm. She's just another one of these. But when we come to times of Christianity, these are awful evil witches. Yup. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And aside from just that archetypal witch, uh, like visualization of like the old crone getting solidified by her legend uh, she has other legacies there is actually a moth that is named the mother shipton moth because it has hag like markings on its wings it looks like there's two little hag heads on its wings so that's fun and mother shipton's cave is still open and you can go see it and it's one of the oldest tourist attractions uh that's in the uk which is really cool so it is this cave has there there are parts of the mother shipton uh 
or versions of the mother Shipton legend where like she's turning people into stone and stuff, which is neat because the cave has super mineralized water that if you like leave stuff in this cave, it will, they, they thought back when that it was fossilizing, it's not actually fossilizing. It's just getting coated with this like highly mineral dense water and then getting this kind of like hard rock, like coating on it, but still so cool. So yeah, it's really cool that that's like a real place that does like quote-unquote fossilized or like rockify things um Mm -hmm. yeah and you can go visit it so if you're if you're a listener in the uk and you haven't been go check out mother shipton's cave for us because it looks cool it like looks really cool too it's a really pretty very mystical looking old cave they Mm -hmm. hang stuff in it and uh sell stuff that has been quote-unquote fossilized by the cave which is neat and it has like a really lumpy texture to it because women would like throw their hats into it for like some sort of luck to get rock hats and they've like kind of formed into the cave it's crazy yeah i actually listened to a podcast episode about this it's the what's her name podcast episode 47 and it that is a podcast made by two female historians so maybe check that one out if you want to learn more about all of mother shipton's story and about the cave i learned a lot from that podcast but yeah yeah, that's what i had on mother shipton she was a cool awesome Kind of ostracized, mm-hmm. sweet witchy lady. Yeah. Back in the 1500s. Amazing. Mm-hmm. I was so excited to learn about this. Thank you for coming up with this one, Emily. Yeah. Rad. So I think that's about it for us. We do have a little promo this week. We're going to, Emily, tell us all about your Halloween advent. Speaking of witchy stuff. Yeah, so my trick-or-treat Halloween advent calendar is available for pre-order on my website right now. And this is a countdown to Halloween advent calendar. It's a 13-day advent calendar. So for 13 days leading up to October 31st, you get a little present. And 12 of the presents are a little lobster claw clasp charm uh, that you can use as a knitting progress keeper. So if you're of the crafty variety like us, uh, you will get 12 knitting progress keepers. But I'm also including a bracelet so that you can attach the charms to the bracelet and make yourself a little Halloween charm bracelet to wear as uh, you're awaiting the Halloween season, which I think is super fun. I'm excited to have a cute little charm bracelet. To wear. <laughs> and then on the 13th day, you get an enamel pin uh, to open. Yes. Uh, and these are all brand new designs by me. Uh, they are kind of like nostalgic Halloween, spooky, cute inspired designs. You can see like kind of the theme that I'm going for if you go look at my Instagram where I've posted some graphics uh, and on the pre-order listing. And there are some things that you can add on to your advent calendar if you would like. One of them is going to be a sock set uh, that Lauren is dying. Yes. So mm-hmm. that will be fun. Uh, and if you get the sock set, I'll include a coupon code for my macaron box shawl pattern. So you can get it for the $5 introductory price, which it is at right now, but it will not be that price by the time the advent calendar starts. So that will be good for you. You could also do the free version of the yellow macaron if you want it or mm-hmm. whatever you like. Make socks. I don't care. You could make the witch's brew socks. Yeah, that would be fun too. And then there will also be a matching sock project bag. Uh, So if you want to do a whole project with all of your progress keepers and your yarn, you could put them inside the matching project bag. It'll be very cute. 
excellent. So if you are looking to buy our yarn advent, I say R, it's really yours, but I'm happy to be included. If you're looking to buy your special advent- guest star of the advent calendar. <laughs> Yay! If you're looking for us anywhere around the internet, please just head to fibercoven.com and that will direct you to Emily's merch and patterns. It'll direct you to my yarn and also our Patreon and all the places you can find us on the internet. We'd love to have you hang out with us on the internet too. Thank you so much for hanging out with us. And until next week, Coven, keep making yarn magic. Bye. Bye.